Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 81 of the All or Something Living Podcast. So stress is something that we all have in common, and even though it's something that we can relate to, we all handle it in different ways. So for me personally, I grew up with a very stress-prone mom, and as a result, I picked up her frantic worrying tendencies, uh, worrying about everything and anything. But it wasn't until I realized how much it was negatively impacting my happiness and health that I decided that it was time for me to change. And although stress isn't inherently bad, it's important to make sure that you're not allowing it to overpower or to exhaust you. So the negative impact that's brought on by stress usually comes from the way that it shows up in your body. So how do you counteract that? You counteract it by changing your physical state. So in this episode, I'm going to share five tools with you for managing stress And these tools aren't necessarily new or abstract, but they are the most impactful ways that I can think of that allow me to feel centered as often as possible. So the less that you allow stress to hold you back, the more productive and present you can become in your everyday life. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by the All or Something Lifestyle Crash Course. If you love and benefit from this podcast, then you'll really love this course. So for just $27, you can learn the ins and outs of how to finally get out of your own way and become unapologetic about your life's visions and desires. The crash course is divided into four short modules. In the first module, I'll break down how you can stop chasing external validation and find the confidence within yourself to complete any important goal you set for yourself. Module two is all about learning how to have such a deep, fulfilling relationship with yourself that you quit living for the when and you start enjoying the now. Then in module three, you'll discover why you likely experience binges and strong cravings and how to set goals to nourish your body without feeling the need to be perfect or on a diet all the time. And finally, in module four, you'll learn how to show up more consistently for yourself your relationships, your professional life, and more. I'll teach you how you can build flexible routines that allow you to be productive while still honoring down days. You'll finish each day feeling accomplished and proud of yourself. With each module, you'll get a PDF worksheet, and I've even included as a bonus for you an emergency self-care kit for times when you feel burnt out and tired. You can access the course anytime, anywhere, and watch the videos with slides if you're a visual learner, or listen as you complete other tasks if you're more of an auditory learner. To sign up, click on the link in the show notes or visit laurenkepler.com and go over to the courses tab. Hope to see you in there. All right, so tool number one is your breath. I want you to stop right now and notice how you're breathing. So As you're breathing, do your breaths feel long and full or do they feel shorter and shallow? Are you breathing from your belly or from your chest? And most of us aren't aware of how we're breathing or, I mean, even let alone how strongly our breath can influence how calm or chaotic that we feel throughout the day. 
And that's one of the best ways that also I recognize um, if I am stressed in the first place and, and how to begin calming myself down is I check in and I notice that I'm breathing from my chest versus my belly. And even just tapping into that belly breath can immediately help to calm and center me. So one of the best ways that you can center yourself is by slowing down and becoming aware of your breath, as I said. And so usually it's just getting in the habit of noticing how you breathe and then how in turn it impacts the way that you feel and starting to make that a daily habit to pay attention to it throughout the day. At first, I would set a timer on my phone throughout the day to remind me to check in with my breathing. And doing that created a habit of awareness for me to notice all day long, how am I breathing and how is it changing the way that I'm feeling right now? Um, And this helps even in situations where you have other family members, maybe you have a way of being stressed at home or you come home from work and you're stressed. Or I know sometimes I will be in the kitchen after a long day cooking some dinner and I'll just be like in my zone relaxing and my stepson will walk in and it all like immediately notice myself tense up and stop breathing because I'm like kind of irritated that he's interrupting my like calm time. And so if I just remind myself to take a deep breath before I even respond to his presence, that's helped me to not have such a knee jerk reaction um, to his presence. And that is part of, you know, cultivating responding to people versus reacting. And that is actually, I'm going to do a full episode on that a few weeks down the line. So be looking forward to that, but just notice when you are, especially in tense situations, how is your breath? Are you holding your breath? And usually it just takes you to release and to breathe a little bit to start calming down. So try it with me now. We're going to take a deep breath in as you slowly count to four. So go one, two, three, four, and then pause. Sorry, I accidentally breathed out, but pause and hold your breath for a count of four. And now breathe out for a count of four. One, two, three, four. And repeat that four times. Um, You can pause this or just do it on your own time. Sometimes I even add a four count pause to the bottom of that breath. So what I do is I breathe in one, two, three, four. I hold at the top for one, two, three, four. I breathe out for one, two, three, four. And I hold at the bottom for one, two, three, four. And that's called the box breath. So even just doing that one breath, how are you feeling? Are you feeling calmer, more relaxed? Now, remember that you can come back to this exercise as many times as you need throughout the day to help lower your stress level. And this helped me a lot as well when I was working in my corporate job to remind myself to breathe throughout the day. And so sometimes even having that structured breath as a tool can be really helpful. I actually use the breath for so many different things. Um, So I have a lot of different breathing techniques. That was just one of them that I shared with you. But I also, when I'm doing Tantra especially, I like to incorporate different types of breaths because they give you a different kind of energy. Speaking of energy, my second tip for uh, stress management is to manage your energy. So have you ever stopped to notice how your body feels like on a physical level, how you actually feel when you get angry or sad or excited? So basically when you experience different emotions. 
So being angry tends to feel uncomfortable and tight. You're like tensing all of your muscles and clenching your jaw and it's just, oof, it's tight. And then sadness leads me at least to feeling slow and lethargic and just kind of meh and blah. And it's just a very slow kind of energy. Um, feeling excited is fast and it's sometimes a more chaotic energy. When I'm excited, I feel like that meme of, um, who is it? I think it's one of the SpongeBob characters where, <laughs> where the like screen's all blurry. It's like super blurry because they're all feeling chaotic. And that's how I feel when I get excited, just very fast, crazy energy. So just being able to recognize how your body responds to different emotions is empowering because it allows you to influence your energy state and then change it whenever necessary. So if you recognize how you feel and you know the differences between how to make like how to conjure up different feelings, um, then you'll be able to really influence how your energy feels throughout the day. And most of the time I use this knowledge to manage my stress. And so if we're talking about how stress feels in the body, very similar to being angry, stress can feel tight and uncomfortable. One of the biggest ways that I know that I'm stressed is I check in with my jaw. And most of us tend to hold tension in our jaw. So if you recognize that your jaw is tense, then you might be stressed. Um, and so if that stress is causing you to feel tense and uptight, what you can do is you can counteract it by releasing that tension that you're feeling. So I like to do what's called a body scan. And so I'll start from my toes and I'll work my way up as I physically release tension in each body part one at a time. So if you want to try it along along with me now, if you're able to, if you're in a space where, you, where you're able to, but if not, just remember that you're going to start from either your toes or your head and work your way either up or down. So you can take a deep breath right now and release tension in your toes, your feet, your ankles, your calves, your thighs, your belly, your chest, arms, neck, jaw, cheeks, eyes, forehead, and the top of your head. And notice even as I, because I was doing it as I was talking you through it, and even my energy started to change and become a lot less chaotic. But nonetheless, I got to bring it up because I'm in the middle of recording a podcast episode. But I hope that made you feel a little bit of a difference. If you felt more loosened up, then I um, recommend trying that practice whenever you need. Or if you didn't feel anything that time, maybe you need some more time to just concentrate on each body part. So go ahead and do that on your own time and spend as much time as you need on each body part to really help release the muscle in that area. All right, next tool. This is going to be journaling. So you know how sometimes you just want to vent and let out all your unfiltered thoughts without the fear of being judged? I know like I tend to filter myself so much, especially depending on who I'm talking um, to, mainly because sometimes I have just these really raging, angry feelings about somebody else, like very judgmental feelings. And I know that maybe it's not exactly how I really feel, but in that moment, it's how I feel. So I need to let it out. 
But I don't always want to leave it with a person because they might have this memory of, oh my gosh, that's how she feels. Or when it may not even just be be true, it may just be me sorting through my feelings. So your journal is a really great anonymous place to let it all out when you feel caught up in moments of fear or frustration or judgment. It helps for you to word vomit and let it all out. And sometimes even if I'm writing something extra judgmental or controversial, I'll rip it up afterwards so that nobody accidentally finds it. And also, it's not usually something I want to go back and look at and explore. Like, it's like a negative feeling that I need to just get out of my body in that moment. So when you do word vomit on the page, just remember that you can sort through the feelings that you're having later. But what's important is first that you're like getting them on paper and in front of you. So remember how we just talked about energy Oftentimes, frustration is some kind of energy that we need to release from our body. And being able to journal and let it all out in a very um, open, honest way is one of the most eye-opening ways that can help you recognize what's going on in your head to be able to sort out and see it like physically in front of you. And that will help you decide what steps that you want to take next. And also on the topic of journaling, I do something that I call stress maintenance. And this is, uh, I maintain as just as it sounds, I maintain my stress levels um, or whatever it is that I need to get out by doing like a daily practice. So every morning I do a 10 to 30 minute brain dump in my journal, no matter what. Uh, Even if I don't feel like I really have anything to say, I can always get something out And so what it does is it allows me to begin the day by getting out all the cobwebs and releasing everything that's running around in my head. And once I do that, I'm able to face the day or face any new challenges with fresh eyes without having all this extra like built up tension and other things. And I, you know, to extend it even further, I recommend doing that in your relationships as well the clean as you go method. So if if something is on your mind, you don't hold it in and say, oh, well, it's up to me to just deal with this emotion or I need to just get over it. Because oftentimes what happens is we continually do that. And then we're not actually working through the feelings that we're having or the challenges that we're having. And so they're building up. And then we get to a point where we just snap And say our spouse or our friend wonders, like, where did this come from? You're crazy. But they don't realize that you've had some things on your mind for a while. So it's important to not only write this down in your journal if it is something that you feel you can work through on your own, or if it's something that you need to address with somebody that you care about. Make sure that you're giving them the opportunity to recognize how you're feeling about a situation And they can have the ability to do something about it. Because another thing is that people aren't mind readers. And so you might not recognize that, um, or this person might not recognize that they're upsetting you or causing tension or whatever. And so it might feel like even more of a betrayal if it comes out later on out of nowhere. And they're wondering, well, why didn't you just tell me in the first place? Why did you just hold this in for so long? So the next stress management tool is exercise. So as I said before, stress creates a tense physical response in the body. And if you can imagine, what is a powerful way to release tension in the body? You guessed it, exercise or just moving your body in some way, even shaking your body out can be really powerful. 
So most people think of exercise as a tool for weight loss or maintenance. And this is why I always encourage trying to find different ways to exercise other than for purposes of weight loss. Because if you're simply just focused on changing your body, what happens is that you're either going to exercise until your body changes to a point where you're like kind of happy with it. And then you're like, well, I don't really need to exercise anymore because I meet I met my goal. Um, or the other thing that can happen is maybe you don't see any physical changes such as weight loss or, you know, your body changing. And so you feel like weight loss is, or weight loss, you feel like exercise is just a waste of time. But there are so many, so many benefits to exercising. And one of those benefits is that it's a huge tool for stress relief and even stress maintenance. As I said before, you, without even realizing it, you're Uh, If you're exercising on a consistent basis, you're consistently releasing pent-up tension from your body. And so when you have built-up tension from being stressed, moving your body allows you to physically release that excess energy. And as I said before, working out is a great tool for stress maintenance. Um, And that's because, as I've said before, exercising regularly like on a consistent basis will allow you to avoid even getting to a buildup of energy and um, that will help you prevent intense bouts of stress and anxiety so it just kind of keeps all that at bay for you just like all these other tools it's great to get ahead of the curve instead of waiting until last minute instead of waiting until you're stressed it's really good to practice stress prevention through these these daily or weekly habits Uh, You can implement them as needed. And the last tool I'm going to share with you is meditation. So when I mention meditation right now to you, what comes to mind? Because the response that I hear most often when I ask or even talk to people about meditation is, oh my gosh, I could never get my mind to stop thinking or I can never get myself to sit still for that long. And there are a lot of misconceptions about meditation The most common misconception being that you're supposed to be able to stop your thoughts or stop wiggling or or just sit like a monk and um, and be really disciplined about it. But the good news is that meditation isn't about training yourself to stop thinking. What it's meant to do is help you become more aware of the thoughts and the feelings that you're having and how this helps is that when you're more aware you're able to better control how your thoughts impact your physical body and pay attention to that as well. So um, again, I recommend guided meditations, especially to start. There are even meditations called walking meditations. So you can go for a walk in the park and do a meditation if it's hard for you to sit still. I like to use the Insight Timer app or I go to YouTube and I search whatever I'm looking for. Um, And again, if you're new to meditation, I also created a guided meditation. Um, And this one combines all of my favorite techniques that I like to use. And part of that incorporates the breath, the body scan that we talked about. So if you do want to get a copy of that meditation, go ahead and check the show notes and it's available to you there. So I just want to remind you that stress is inevitable. It's going to happen to everybody. But the good news is that you get to choose how you respond to it. So save this um, this podcast or I even have it in blog post form if you want to save it somewhere. 
so that you can use it as a great starter kit or toolkit for dealing with life as it comes to you. And again, just remember that these may seem like really simple, obvious tools. You're like, okay, Lauren, this isn't anything special or new that you're teaching me. But if you're not already incorporating these tools, um, then you obviously needed to hear about it again and learn about it again and find a reason to actually implement these into your life. So um, why I love to work on my stress management is because I notice that when I stress less, I get to show up more fully in my life. Alrighty, so that's it for today. If you want to know some other ways you can begin to change your thought patterns and start living a more carefree life, check out the All or Something Living Crash Course, which I talked about earlier in this episode. Now, next week, I'm going to give you 10 self-love journal prompts, and we're going to go through them together. So that's going to be really fun. Um, If you haven't already done my 10-day self-love challenge, just remember that's on the front page um, of my website, laurenkepler.com, or I believe I always keep it in the show notes. So if you want to do that to prepare you for next week... um, but I recommend starting with one thing at a time. So choose one thing because I I did introduce a few things this episode. Choose one thing that I talked about in this episode that really resonated with you, whether it's the All or Something Living Crash Course or it's the guided meditation that I talked about or the 10-day self-love challenge. Just choose one of those things to move forward with and then um, really work on implementing that before you move on to the next thing. That's the best way to create consistent long-term change. But I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And until then, just remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.